welcome to this Activated Podcast. My name is Nick Greenwood, Activated's Director. May your gospel motivation increase. I was standing in front of my dresser, probably looking for socks with no holes in them one morning, years ago where it hit me. If I've known someone for years and claim to love them, even tell them I love them, but never share the gospel of Jesus with them, how can I say I actually love them? This one inaction might be the most unloving, hypocritical Christian thing I could do. How could I claim to love someone and be okay with them completely separated from the eternal grace provided for them in Jesus' sacrifice? Well, it's been over a year since I met my Lebanese neighbor, Bill, and his family. They bought that rundown house on the corner for a killer deal before the Southern California housing market skyrocketed yet again. Thinking about buying a home, uh, my wife Emily and I had walked that house, but I wasn't brave enough at the time to bite off the massive renovation project that it was going to be. I'm handy, but I'm not that handy. Bill and his wife and a boatload of contractors ended up gutting the place, and now it looks like a palace. It's beautiful. They did a great job. So part of me wishes we had bit the bullet and gotten in the housing market with that house. But because we didn't, I have a new friend named Bill. Months after Bill bought the house, another house in our loved neighborhood came on the market. But we had a strong sense from the Lord that we were to pass on it because he had called us to the street we were renting on. Bill Street. This decision has been tough at times as I watched the real estate graph line angle with a steep, steep incline. But we believed God had said, no, don't move, stay put. So for now, here we stay. Every once in a while, Bill asked me if I can make him something for his house. I built him a fireplace mantle as sort of a final capstone piece needed for his house renovation. His wife said thanks by inviting our whole family over for the most amazing spread of Lebanese food you've ever seen. Most recently, I've been helping Bill make some basic shelves for a closet because his in-laws are coming from Lebanon to stay with him for three months, for which he tells me he's less than excited about. Well, typically, Bill pays for the wood or materials and I donate the work. I'm not against charging for my woodworking services, but I just feel closer to the heart of Jesus when I'm able to give to others what I have in his name. So I try to do that, boldly, most of the time. My hope is that my generous approach would convey love and build trust with the people I serve. And it has. Bill always responds with a thankfulness for our friendship and a genuine God bless you. But here's the thing. Bill's Muslim. I could tell him the same, God bless you in Jesus' name instead, but I haven't. I've told him I'm praying for him several times for different things, but not in Jesus' name. I've been starting to wonder if he even thinks I care about Jesus. He knows I'm a Christian, but Bill isn't too worried about it. He's let his kids come to a few of our church's youth events. I've asked him once if he worships somewhere, and he told me no. His faith seems to be more of a cultural, familial one than one of a deep devotion. So it's easy to see how he might think I feel the same way about my faith. But I don't. 
It matters to me who Bill worships. It matters to me where he spends his eternity. I love Bill. So while driving with Bill to his preferred Lowe's to pick up some materials this last week, trying not to argue that Home Depot is better, I asked him what he believed about Jesus. I said, Bill, you're Muslim, yeah? What do you believe about Jesus? He shifted in kind of a defensive yet still kind posture, explaining how he doesn't talk politics or religion with friends. So I thanked him for his statement of friendship. And then with a grab of the shoulder, I let him know, I'm not looking for an argument. This brought the defenses down a bit, but only enough for him to explain how open he is for me to have any religion, as long as it meant he was going to be treated well by me. Sort of a humanistic morality. So as long as my faith helps me not be a jerk to him, he's good with me worshiping Jesus, a tree, or a rock, as he says. He doesn't care. A primary distinction between the Muslim religion and Christianity is that Muslims don't believe in Jesus' divinity. They don't believe he's God, only a prophet like their Muhammad. In fact, to say the man Jesus is or was God is blasphemy to them. I love the intent to honor God in this way, though sadly it misses the grace offered to them. So they continue to spin in works righteousness, hoping to just be good enough. Now, I'm not studied enough on apologetics to engage Bill with a bunch of reasoning and proof, but he's been pretty clear with me that he's not actually looking for that. So in light of my limitations and Bill's apathetic resistance, could God still use me to walk Bill into the kingdom? There are certainly no outcome guarantees regarding Bill's salvation, but I believe so. God can use my simple love-filled willingness. My education and rhetorical limitations are not limiting God. He can use only what I have. The real question is, do I love Bill enough to participate with all I have without knowing the end result? If so, what does that mean I do? What does it mean to participate? What does it mean to live my love for him? Am I willing to risk for the sake of love? Am I willing to stay in the game, to go the distance, even in light of his resistance? Am I comfortable with making our friendship uncomfortable for him for the sake of love? The future is uncertain. I don't know what opportunities I'll have with Bill in the near and distant future, but here's what I'm clear about. Because I love him, I don't want Bill to die before he accepts Jesus as Savior. And I don't want Bill to ever ask me why I never told him about Jesus with persistence and passion. I don't know the perfect conversational strategy or angle, but if I love Bill, there are three things love will continue to generate. First, I'll pray desperately and often for Bill and his family's salvation. Second, I'll remain lovingly present in their lives, trusting the Spirit to present opportunities I'm not going anywhere as long as God allows. And third, I'll respond to the Spirit with faithful risks for the sake of love, even if it creates discomfort. Maybe I'll even ask if I can pray for him in Jesus' name when he's voicing a concern. I guarantee you, if Bill comes to faith in Jesus through our relationship, 
he will be incredibly thankful to me for creating discomfort in our relationship in the name of love, even if it bothered him at the time. And I'll be glad I got uncomfortable. And together, we will feast at an even better spread of Lebanese food in heaven forever. I mean, I hear Jesus makes a mean hummus, or as Bill says, hummus. Pray for Bill, will you? And who's your Bill? Who do you say you love? Who do you need to get uncomfortable with? 